The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Tonight's interview will challenge our preconceived ideas about time and will serve as a roadmap for manifesting our desires quickly. Although time is an illusion from the spiritual perspective, it affects almost every aspect of our physical lives. Our special guest will show us how we can free ourselves from time constraints with meditation, breathwork, past life regression, visualization, and more. It's tempting to blame other people or circumstances when things in our life become stagnant. Yet, we are always the cause that determines how fast or slow things happen. Get ready to learn an effective way to speed up time by changing our vibration. There's nothing worse than getting stuck in a lesson that slows us down. We'll share techniques that will help us master lessons and avoid common time traps so we can continue moving forward. Let's take a deep dive into our soul's plan for unfoldment with astrology and numerology. These intuitive tools will allow us to take advantage of future possibilities and plan important events. We'll also discover our inner clock, known as intuition. This powerful sixth sense will always guide us towards our life purpose and help us avoid detours along the way. Get ready to save time and energy while having more fun on our life journey. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time listening, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Subscribe with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focus Life Force Energy. Get a 15-day free trial of FLFE today. We also have rebounders, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Veritas and Sanitas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hasselrich. Catherine Andrews has been teaching self-development techniques and coaching individuals to discover their passion and purpose in life for over 20 years. She is the co-founder of Intuitive School, which offers a variety of metaphysical classes and readings. She and her husband, Patrick, are the hosts of Spirit's Journey Radio, where they offer spiritual solutions for everyday living. After obtaining a Bachelor of Arts degree from the University of Michigan, Catherine didn't feel it would help her fulfill her true purpose in life. This led her to study holistic health at Body Mind College in California and later went on to complete extensive studies in the intuitive arts at the Berkeley Psychic Institute, the School of Metaphysics, and the American Federation of Astrologers. Catherine has authored five other books on the topics of life purpose, relationships, dreams, and visualization. Her latest book is titled Time, the Second Secret, and her website is intuitiveschool.com. And directly from Shawnee, Kansas, I would like to introduce for the first time on Veritas, Catherine Andres. Hello, Catherine, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Hello, Mel. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on, too, because, you know, we are going through some tumultuous times right now, and I wanted to bring people in on also to discuss personal development, spiritual development. And after reading your book, I think you hit the nails right on the head. So why don't we begin by asking you this question? Why the title, Time the Second Secret, which begs 
the question, what is the first secret to? <laughs> Great question. Yeah. So years ago, uh, the big movie came out called The Secret which was about visualization. It was great, gave a lot of great information, helped a lot of people understand visualization. However, uh, you know, after 20 plus years teaching metaphysics, I can't tell you how many times students would say, well, I've been visualizing this and it's just not happening. And so I realized there is a huge factor, which is the timing factor, which also has to be understood when we're looking at the whole idea of visualization. And so I really think that it's the missing ingredient, the second secret to visualization, which is the first one. You said something in the book that to some may sound counterintuitive, but then I stopped and thought about it and, and made sense. You caution everyone to slow down and this will actually help us manifest more quickly. Can you explain? Yeah, right. Uh, slow is the new fast, which sounds like a total contradiction. Um, so basically, when, when we try to rush uh, usually what happens is we cannot hear the subconscious, the intuition, whatever you want to call it, right? And the intuition usually ends up saving us so much time by guiding us in particular directions and avenues that are the quickest route. So when we rush, we can't hear those messages. That's reason number one, which is probably the biggest reason. Um, the second reason is, when you rush, we we tend to get caught up in thinking that time is a limitation, that it's a deadline, and then we get sucked into the conscious mind, which is all thinking about only the physical world. Got to get it done by such and such a date. Well, that knocks out the whole expansive subconscious mind, which sees the bigger picture and allows us to see things in a different light. Um, so that's another reason. The third one is we don't prepare. When we get into that fast mode, got to rush, we try to cut corners thinking we're going to get further ahead if we do that. For example, um, let's suppose I want to sell my house and I hear, oh my gosh, it's a hot, hot market right now. I got to get my house on the market ASAP. So I don't really prepare the house, but I get it on the market real quick and then it sits there. It doesn't sell because I didn't do the preparation necessary to slow down, make sure everything in the house was looking good, and then put it on the market. So I, I, have, I have a direct experience with that. I was uh, trying to sell this uh, rehab property that we had, and I fixed up the inside, but I thought, oh, yeah, I thought the outside looked okay, and I just wanted to sell it before winter. So I put it on the market too soon, and we had so many people come look at it, not one offer for like two months. Finally, my husband said, you know, we we got to fix up the outside. That's what's killing us. So I said, oh, all right. We took it off the market, spent a couple weeks fixing up the outside, put it back on the market. Within one week, it sold. So if I had not been in such a rush um, and done it right the first time and done that crucial step of preparation, I would have saved myself time in the long run. So those are some of the three major reasons why going slower can actually speed things up. You're going to be discussing a lot about intuition because it's a, such a powerful force. But what is the difference between time in the physical and time in the spiritual realm? Yeah, great question. So in the physical world, it's linear, right? It's like, oh, A 
to B equals C. We, you know, we're going the straight line across. It's just like, oh, I turned 12 today. I turned 14. You know, we just look at it like that. Spiritual time is the measurement, not just of our age passing or events passing, but it's measured by the amount of wisdom or understandings that we gain. So, uh, uh, for example, it's the um, Aboriginal um, culture that I first looked at this idea that instead of celebrating a birthday, which really you don't have to do anything special to turn a new age, right? You just got to live another year. So rather than celebrating people's birthdays, they would begin to celebrate when somebody made a huge step, a huge leap forward in their spiritual growth. So the spiritual time is about how much wisdom a person has gained, how many changes, how much growth they can make within a realm of a period of time. So, for example, somebody could live 10 years and not learn anything, gain no wisdom, no understanding. Another person in one year could gain tons of wisdom, right? So uh, if we look at the symbol of a cross, the physical time is going across vertical and the spiritual is horizontal time. And so we can transcend the physical time and move upwards to the spiritual by focusing on gaining wisdom as opposed to just moving through our life. So it's it's really exciting because a lot of people get worried about age. Oh, I'm turning 50 or I'm turning 60. Well, it, it doesn't matter what age you are. What really matters is how much wisdom have you gained so far in your life. So that's the big distinction between the two. And Catherine, when we think of our ego, sometimes we think of it as the evil character in our lives. But ego is a, I want to say it's a, it's a nothing but a survival mechanism, isn't it? And we seem to ignore it sometimes, but sometimes we pay too much attention. The key is to tame it so we can smell the roses, as you, as you call it, and look around throughout our life's journey, right? Exactly. Yeah. The ego, it, you know, we, we can't kill it. We're never going to get rid of it. It's a part of ourselves. Um, and so the idea is to understand how it works, its motives, so that we can kind of override some of the ego things. You know, the ego is the one that wants us to, to go quick, get that next goal done, you know, keep us on that hamster wheel. Um, and so when, when we kind of understand that and you know, the ego, of course, does not want us to slow down, right, uh, to really get in touch with our true selves. So understanding that, we can kind of put it in its proper perspective. So the ego helps us um, relate to the physical world. And so when we align the personality, uh, that ego all, as well, with the soul's purpose, then it can serve us instead of, serve, you know, deter us from fulfilling our purpose. It seems most people abandon their desires when they don't manifest quickly. I'm not sure if it's ego saying, don't stop it because you're never going to get there. But we want immediate gratification these days. We want immediate results, no pain, no suffering. If we step back and, and realize that we truly manifest the thoughts we entertain, but it takes time, energy, and effort. Later in the interview, I'll share a personal story that proves this. But do you think this is very important? Oh, yes, because, um, you know, as I said, so many years of teaching students metaphysics and they, they practice the visualization and whatever it is they want to visualize doesn't happen within their time frame. And so then they give up. 
And so many, or they get really discouraged and depressed, or they abandon the metaphysical field altogether, thinking this doesn't really work. And and that's the saddest part because you know we we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, so we have, we abandon metaphysics or spirituality. We basically kind of abandon our true self, and so it's really important for people to have patience and understand the bigger scheme of things and why things may not be happening when we want. Sometimes we are maybe not doing the visualization process the way you know that it's outlined um, from the metaphysical perspective, but often case it's more our impatience. So you know, I had a friend who she had been. Uh, single for about 15 years and was getting so discouraged she wasn't going to meet her soulmate. And, you know, I kept encouraging her and saying, you know, don't let that that ego thought that you can't have what you want come in. There's probably reasons why you're on your own right now and spending some time by yourself. It's a great opportunity for self-development, etc. And she said, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, she's very metaphysical. Um, and, you know, so about five years ago, she meets her soulmate, you know, so uh, it will happen as long as you stay true to the self and focus on the visualization. One of the things where people do kind of mess up the visualization process is they have a counter thought to what they want. So, for example, I may say, oh, you know, I want, uh, you know, a new sports car. And then I immediately in my conscious mind say, ah, you're never going to be able to afford that. Right there, I have negated my desire with that belief that I can't really have it because it's too expensive. So that is something for us to check ourselves with in terms of why a visualized desire is not happening. I was thinking of the concept of time because obviously this is, when I say modern, I'm not talking about millions of years, but perhaps 1500 to 5000 BC, it was the Egyptians and the Babylonians that began measuring time you know, so that they could regulate cycles of planting, harvesting, uh, you know, shipping, public events, and also, but, but they did it in a different way. They measured it based on the period of daylight. It's important to have time so you can show up at an interview or, or, or you know, a, a, a groom that shows up, shows up at the wedding. But a lot of artists and, in, 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 you know, people like, say, let's pick a Michelangelo. If, we had given him a time frame. You need to finish the Sistine Chapel in six months or a year or, you know, the statue in Florence. Do you think he could have done the same, you know, work of art? No, I think when we put deadlines, especially on creative endeavors, it really puts a damper on it and it causes the person then to become anxious, rush, and hence, like I said in the beginning, cut off that connection to the subconscious, which, you know, if we look at, you know, Michelangelo's works and so forth, it clearly seems that he was guided, directed by his inner self to, to do these amazing works. And so um, I think it, it does um, definitely put a damper on our creative abilities by giving ourselves a deadline. But you're absolutely right that because we are in the physical world, we do need time in terms of, you know, setting up a meeting date. You know, when do we plant? All those things. So time has its purpose. Uh, when we use it where it's needed, you know, like for an appointment, instead of saying you have to create this masterwork within two months, you know. But when you talk to the Native Americans or even, you know, natives around the world, the Aborigines in, in Australia, and you mentioned the concept of time, they all frown because they think this is just a, a Western world 
Uh, but again, it was the Egyptians and the Babylonians who did it. Why do you think that they have this concept of time in a very different fashion? They they don't like to be, you know, put in such a silo to show up at a certain time. They use daylight time in order to do that. I think they were more guided by spirit, honestly. Um, the, the more we get into the conscious mind and thinking about physical things only, the more time becomes our master. The more that we see ourselves as spiritual beings, we realize that there is an infinity guiding us. There is no limit that we have as many lifetimes as we need. And so that puts everything in a different perspective, like, hey, I don't need to rush. Um, also, when we connect with that spiritual part of ourselves, we begin to trust that there's more than this physical world. We're more than this body. And so that trust helps us know, you know, things will happen as they should. The more that we disconnect from that soul, that spirit, the less we trust, you know, because the physical world, everything's temporary. We can't trust anything in the physical. It could be here today, but gone tomorrow. So I think those ancient cultures were much more in tune with their spiritual essence. And I think today, in addition to everything else, we have the technology problem. You know, technology is everywhere and it's time bound, right? Oh, I got to get that post up on Facebook by 9 p.m., you know, or my daughter, she does Snapchat. Oh, I got to snap. I don't even know. What <laughs> you just read that. my mind. I was going to mention the Snapchat. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But I feel for the, the children these days that with Snapchat and that you left somebody open and you have to respond every day and your score goes down if you don't respond. Time is such a an important thing to these uh, the, the new generation. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, they, they can't get away from it with it. Yeah, the snaps. And I remember my daughter was in tears one time because we had to take away her phone for some reason. and yeah. She was going to lose her, her stream. Right. Yeah, they are so bound by time. You know, whereas growing up in other generations, you know, we had a watch. You know, half the time we were playing outside till nine o'clock at night in the summer. We had no idea what time it was. We didn't have, you know, a phone to look at every two minutes. So um, technology is a big uh player in this focus on time. Back in our days, uh, the phone was attached to the wall. Now we are attached to the phones. But what do you mean when you say physical time is horizontal? I'm thinking you, you mean ABC linearly and spiritual yeah. time is vertical. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So spiritual, like when we take in wisdom, we move up, Right. Yeah, I did make a mistake. I meant to say it the way, other way around. So we, as we gain in understandings, uh, we could gain 15 understandings in one day. Whereas, you know, physical time is just, oh, an hour passed. Here I am. Oh, I'm a year older. Just going across A plus B equals C. You can't control that. But spiritual time is under our control because we can decide how many understandings and how much wisdom we are going to gain in a day, a month, a year, etc. The more that we focus on spiritual growth and growing as a person. So that makes it really exciting because you could have two people, you know, one person has lived 50 years and the other person 25, but that 25 year old could be way wiser than the 50 year old if they have been using their time for spiritual growth and so forth. That is so true. So yeah. I've spoken with children, children, 70 years old. And sometimes you talk to them and you can look in their eyes, you know, the whole concept of 
this person is an old soul, right? It makes so much more sense when I talk to some people. I could be talking to somebody who's 60. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.